Hello, everyone, and welcome to our journey from we to me. I am your co-host, Shug. I am Warren. Thanks for being here today. And as you see, our community is growing. Today, we have with us Jill Galana. Jill is a divorce coach and a registered dietitian. She started her private practice in nutrition four years ago when she saw firsthand the struggle of women going through divorce, so true, and how it impacted their health. It was through this work and her own personal experience with divorce and disordered eating, which led her to start her coaching business, helping women transition through divorce in the healthiest, happiest way possible. Through her signature program, the Reclaim You program, Jill helps women reclaim their independence and confidence rebuild their self-esteem, and repair their mental, emotional, and physical health. She is a single mom of two amazing <laughs> little boys who she is raising just outside New York City. And on a post that you had the other day, might have been yesterday, it asked, what is one of the most proudest things that you, one of the, what, what, what is one of the, things that you're most proudest of. And you said your little boys. And I thought that was amazing. On your website, I really dug this. It says, and this is your quote, motivating and counseling women to find balance, peace of mind, and confidence by providing realistic nutrition and exercise programs that coexist with the demands of their everyday life. Jill, Welcome to the journey. We're so glad to have you. Now, my mother says, as a guest, the host is just supposed to sit back and let the guests have their time. So it's all you. Again, welcome. <laughs> well, thank you so much for having me. I'm truly honored. I love everything you both are doing. I love that you've come together to get this message out there and have guests on here that like emphasize what you're doing and the message that you're spreading. It's, it's incredible. It's so incredible. Um, yeah, it's really interesting. Somebody asked me that the other day, I was actually filling out a questionnaire and it was, what are you most proud of? And it was surprising how quickly it was being a single mom. And it, it took me actually by surprise how quickly that came out because there's other things I could have said, but it was just so innate. It was just so natural and organic. And I was like, whoa. And then when I really thought about it, I'm like, I am extremely proud of this. I have done so much on my own. It has showed me how strong I am, how capable I am. You know, it was a role that I never anticipated being in. It was a yep. role I have to be honest, and I hate to say this, I never wanted to be. And I would see other single sure. moms when I was still married and feel bad for them. And I hate that I felt that way because I feel like single moms are such incredible, strong, capable women. Like what you have to manage as a single mom is hands down one of the hardest things you've ever had to do. And it's to only be admired and respected. So I feel, I feel really proud of everything I've done to provide for my kids. They, they have everything they need. They're in love. They have a home. They play every sport under the sun. They have all the things. And it's, it's not about the material things. It's the fact that I have been able to 
get provide them, them that yeah. on my own. So I do feel incredibly proud of that. And I was surprised how quickly that came. And I'm not one to ever boast about myself, but it's a, it's a tall order being a single mom. And I, I feel incredibly proud. And I think other single moms should recognize that they should be very proud of themselves. So that was an interesting that came up. So as you mentioned, Shug, I started in private practice as a dietitian, and the way that I practice is very much the quote that you read, creating realistic behavioral habit changes that fit into someone's lifestyle. I think if you set, if you don't do that, you're setting people up for success. And for me, it's always important for my clients that have long-term sustainable success. And it's just about living their life. I am never, I have never been and never will be the dietitian that gives you a diet plan and good luck. And here it is, and it's restrictive and it's unrealistic and it doesn't fit into what their life is. And um, so it's always important to me to counsel from that place. And I do a lot of counseling in my nutrition practice. I quite honestly, don't care about telling you to eat broccoli. I want to understand what's happening emotionally that's driving you to drink a bottle of wine at night. Like let's tap into that stuff. Yeah. And it, and it's, it's really the foundation of changing behaviors is digging into what's happening emotionally. So what was happening in my private practice for nutrition is a lot of the women that were coming to me were struggling with relationship stuff, marriage stuff, divorce, And all of these emotions around these relationship things were driving and impacting their health. And I had this huge aha moment where I was like, I need to be helped. And I had experienced it myself. I struggled with disordered eating in college. When I went through my divorce, that resurfaced tenfold. So I personally saw the impact of divorce on my health and my overall well-being and nutrition and and my body and all of that and then now I was seeing it professionally it was like the colliding of my worlds because even just prior to starting the coaching business with helping women through divorce like there's a lot that I was doing in my practice that lit me up about self-confidence self-worth body image and it wasn't just what people were putting in their mouths in terms of what they were eating it was how do they feel about themselves and really helping coaching women through feeling good about themselves. And so there was just this like aha moment of these are the women I want to help. I really wanna focus on helping women transition through divorce in the healthiest, happiest way possible because it is such a challenging, negative, hard, isolating time and to just be able to support women through that in the best way possible is really so important to me. And it's so important even now as we look at COVID, I think COVID has allowed us to be a little more, made us more aware of our health and what Mm -hmm. we put in our bodies specifically. And I remember when I started the journey from separation through divorce, took five, six years. And I focused on me. When I left the house, it was specifically to focus on me. There was no question about divorce because five, six years later, I finally made that journey. And I focused on the inner me because you feel disconnected. You feel lost. I, I, I felt that way because my friends, they were still married. So it was important that I 
concentrated not only my, on my mental health, but what I was doing physically. So I started exercising and I know the soul you're holding back. You're a personal trainer as well. Is that, did I read that right? Yeah, I have certified. Okay. I've, I, yes, I'm a big exercise person. Uh-huh. I think it's so important, not just like physically, mentally, and yeah. emotionally. It's so huge. Yeah. So I do have that under my belt as well. I don't use it as much that so I don't really announce it as much, but yes, oh, I'm, I'm certified <laughs> as a personal trainer. I mean, I have been an athlete my entire life. Like I know you name the sport. I played it. I was a huge tomboy. I'm still very competitive. That's kind of transitioned into my, my running. Um, yeah. So exercise is a big component of my life and kind of what I help women do as well. Can I touch on the eating disorder. Do you, yep. do, do you mind if we talk about that? Not um, at all. Because, you know, you talk about that in your bio and I went onto your website and that's how I knew that you're a personal trainer, even though you're not certified and all that, well, you know, it's out there now. I am. Sorry. I just don't use it. I okay. am certified. I just okay, certified, but it's out there. And, and you talked about all the sports that you played. So if you could talk about the eating disorder and how that manifested again when the divorce came, because I'm sure there's other women that have struggled with that, that are struggling with that. So if you could take, maybe take us back and then move us forward and then how you coped with that. Yeah. Um, so I, like you've mentioned, I played every sport under the sun and obviously nutrition was a piece of that. And I was fortunate at a younger age that food was never an issue. Like I never thought twice about what I was eating. I never thought about my weight. I was very focused on sports. So I was very fortunate that that was never an issue younger. Cause I have, I have worked with girls 10 that st- distorted eating started at like 10. So I feel very fortunate. I mean, I remember eating Doritos and drinking Dr. Pepper at like 2 AM and thinking nothing <laughs> of it. Right. Like I didn't like, I was like, and when's my next soccer game? Like I was like, did not care at all. So it was, it was surprising to me that when I transitioned to college, it was something I started struggling with. And what I was not aware of at that time, because I had not had the education that I do now was it wasn't about the food. It was this feeling of uh, not having control. So I had a hard time transitioning from uh, high school to college. It was, you know, it was just, I think you're young, 18 to go to college. You're just young. You're leaving your house. You're leaving your comfort zone. You're trying to navigate classes and meeting new people. And so it was a very difficult transition for me. And in that everything just felt out of control. And so what I could control was my food. And so I started heavily restricting. Um, You know, I remember this one time we had this like common student center and I was, I was a division one athlete. I was, I was at school for field hockey division one. And I remember one of the basketball players, not knowing what I was struggling with was like looking at what I was eating. And basically I was eating broccoli and saltine crackers. Those were my safe foods, what I would allow myself to eat. And jokingly, he said to me, what are you doing? You're a D1 athlete. You're eating broccoli. Where's your food? And I just laughed it off, but it was just really this need to control something because everything felt out of control for me. Um, and I'm fortunate enough, I would say fortunate enough because it didn't carry on longer than like close to a year maybe, but I lost a lot of weight. I was over-exercising. I was very heavily restricting. 
obviously impacted my relationships with people at school relationship with my, I have a twin sister. She was very impacted by it, which breaks my heart thinking of that. Um, and I ended up leaving school because of it. Um, and I transferred and I went to school closer to home. Cause I felt like, okay, I know this. And so I was able to get back to a place where that wasn't an issue. And so, and, you know, I have worked with women that, ha and I wasn't clinically diagnosed with the uh, eating disorder. I, the parameters I may have been able to, mm -hmm. but definitely heavily disordered eating. And there's definitely a distinction there that I think yeah. is important to touch on um, because many women might not have a clinically diagnosed eating disorder, but they very well can have disordered eating behavior. So I think it's important to understand the, the two because you can have a very distorted view on food and your relationship with food, but not have an eating disorder and feel like, well, I'm okay. No, no. there's very distorted eating behaviors that are not healthy as well, even though you're not clinically diagnosed. Um, so I was never clinically diagnosed, but I had, I had an eating disorder, definitely. And then when I got home and I felt things were more in control and I kind of had a sense of my bearings again, I started to heal and, and regain a healthy relationship with food. But then when I went through my divorce, I mean, talk about feeling out of control. Like oh, yeah. you, you get the yeah. rug ripped out of you. Yeah. Now what, what's my life going to look like? What's going on? I, I had this future set up for me. And this idea of what that was going to, the next five, 10, 20 years was going to look like. And now I have no, no clue. Yep. And it felt completely out of control again. And I resorted to those behaviors again. I started restricting again. I started exercising like crazy and I was viewing it as healthy outlets, right? Like, oh, I'll go on another 13 mile run, even though I did 15 yesterday, but this is healthy. Like the way I was approaching my health was very disordered. My eating became very restrictive again. And because everything felt so out of control. So that's, I think, I think that's more of a sense of where that comes from. This, this disordered eating, the need to feel like you're in control of something or fix something. Um, yeah, it was, it was bad. I mean, I was, I was very unhealthy. So what did you do to get healthy again? So, you know, if there's women out here, because so what you're saying is that of course the whole divorce triggered all of that. And so it took you back to that place again. And that's what things do in our past. When we have those triggers, it takes us back there. So how did you get back to where you are now? I think what's really important, similar to what I was saying about like how I counsel and like digging into the emotion of things, I started to focus on healing myself yes. and focus on rebuilding me. Yeah. I think often when we're trying to fix stuff or feel better, we go to external. If I look this way, if I feel this way, everything's going to be better. Exactly. What I started to do is really work on the internal piece of myself yeah. and really heal from the divorce and start to uh, find solid ground again. Like, okay, what can I do now to make myself feel better? What can I figure out with like what tomorrow is going to look like in this situation? Yep. How do I start to rebuild me? What, who am I outside of this divorce? Who am I as a, an individual, right? From we to me, who, who's, who am I right. now outside yeah. of this divorce? Yeah. So I started to do 
the internal work to heal myself, to feel like I had more control over what was happening. And innately the, the food stuff starts to shift and the behaviors became healthier. I wasn't running myself into the ground anymore. Right. I, I was still running, but it was healthy. Like it was a healthy outlet. I started eating a little bit more because I felt better. And right. so I think it's really important to do the internal work and that so stuff important. will come. Yeah, that's so important. I, I, I tell people all the time, if, if you don't focus on yourself, you can't help others. You can't be there for your kids. You can't be there for anyone because you're so fractured as, as a person. You don't even know the next step. So until you focus your efforts on you and heal you, there's, there's really no going forward. I love that word that you just used fractured. That's so accurate. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's absolutely how I felt. I just, you know, just this fractured piece of me and, and I didn't know for a long time how to even rebuild it. You know, how do you even put that back together? And um, I, I know so much of the conversation is around single moms but I think, I think the same is true for single dads. You know, it, 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 it's, it's that same feeling of what next and, and how to. And, mm -hmm. you know, I, I, I talked about it before that I know guys that literally didn't know who their kid's pediatrician was. Like they, they knew nothing because they didn't deal with that. You know, they went, they did their stuff and the wife did her stuff. And so often it's very stereotypic of what, your roles and responsibilities mm -hmm. are. And then when that breaks, there's stuff that you just don't know. And so that, that overwhelming sense, it's almost a sense of fear that what do I do next? And on top of figuring out all that next, you got to figure out yourself. So mm -hmm. it's a huge part of it. So funny. Cause I, you know, I post about single moms and so I'll have men write me and like, or comment like, well, what about single dads? I'm like, I'm not saying anything. My, my target audience is women. Yeah, I'm not taking away from single dads, but they experience it too. And I think that's very valid. Like what's, what's next. I always, I remember I was like in the thick of my marriage falling apart and I just had had my son. So he's three months old. I mean, like, uh, yeah, like, I did this shit all wrong. Sorry, I just cursed. But, and I remember, okay, because okay, yeah, I, I, <laughs> wrong wrong. Wrong. I, cursed. <laughs> I remember to your point, like you need to take care of yourself to be able to show up for other people and yeah. your kids and figure that all out. And I will never forget, I met this woman and such a, you know, those moments in time that just stick with you. I was at this, on this beach. Um, I had my three month old strapped to me who had been crying for three months straight. My marriage is falling apart. I was falling apart. I mean, my, like I said, my health was terrible. And she said to me, and this always stuck with me, you are the ship and the ship cannot go down. She's right. like, you need to take care of yourself to take care of these kids. Absolutely. And that 100%. moment was just so impactful for me yep. because I think as parents, men or women, our kids come first or we forget to take Always. care about ourselves or we think it's selfish yeah. to right. take care of ourselves and then take care of our kids. And it is, it's so important, especially through such a challenging time like divorce yeah. that you're aware and conscious to heal yourself and take care of yourself. So you can do all the other hard, heavy things and figure out what life is going to look like and support your kids through it. If you're not in a good place, it's hard for you to show up for the people that you need to. 
And we mm -hmm. talked about that um, because it's not selfish. Talked about self-care. And I, I said in one of our podcasts or one of our recordings that it's one of those times that it's okay to be selfish if you want to use that term. It's okay when you're going through divorce for the male or the female, both, both. It's not either or. For them to take the time to care for themselves, no matter whether you were the one who asked for it or not. And I say that because I was the one who asked for it, but still after 30 years and after I got that final notice that I just got, as a matter of fact, on Monday. Stop I, it. Yes. I mean, <laughs> yes, on Monday. Now I left in 2015. I left February. It's so interesting. I do these things in February. Every Every move that I've made. My anniversary is February too. <laughs> yeah, I got the notice February the 1st. And what it said to me is I can be free for the whole month. I don't have, you know, and so, um, you know, it's just, it's still a journey. And I remember getting the email, the email, and I got weak to my knees because it was the totality mm. of it. You know, I may get choked mm. up now, even though I left six years ago. So the impact of it, remains the same because I was still very connected with my ex. Now he's my ex, you know, after Monday, he's my ex. On Sunday, he was my husband, you know, now he's my ex. And so I have to, self-care is a continuous thing, no matter where you are in your journey. And whoever told women that we have to muddle it through, we have to carry the torch, no matter what, now, you know, maybe it's just generational that we have to be strong to bear at all when it comes to divorce i think that's a good time for you to just if you need to fall apart and have people in your corner but what i want to ask you something as we're talking about the mental physical and emotional health how and i know that's all important how does that do you think that resonates with you and with the men that you've talked with that have gone through divorce or going through so you know it, it it's really important because you know from a, from a physical standpoint. So, you know, my boys and I always cycle, you know, cycling is a really big part of what we do. And that, so my older son lives in New York. So I don't, we don't get to cycle like we did, but my younger son, I mean, he's just like, he does everything BMX and, and road and mountain. And he's like, dad, come up and bike. No, I like my legs just the way they are. Thank you very much. But, but that was kind of a healing thing. So, you know, getting back to Jill's comment about how important exercise is, not only is it important from the physical perspective, but from a relationship perspective, when you can bond with your kids doing something like that, that's some time for healing, right? Because even though my kids now they're, they're 30 and 23, you're almost 23, they took it really hard. And so having my younger son home and being able to get on the bike with him and, you know, mm -hmm. doing 30 miles and, and what do you do for 30 miles where well, you, you talk and, and it, it's great because even with the whole COVID thing, you know, you, you still have that distance. So we're able to, yeah, back roads of Connecticut. I mean, you can go miles without a car, which is great. And so you have that opportunity. So I think exercise allows you, if it's, it, in certain circumstances, in my circumstances, exercise not only was good for me, but it's good for us. And so I think if people can go out and shoot baskets or throw a baseball or just spend that time, not only are you doing something good for yourself, but you're also kind of rebuilding what may have been 
damaged. So I, I think it's really, really important. Jill, we are about to wrap up. Not before though, you have some parting words. So I want people to know, first of all, how to get in touch with you and for you to just do a recap of everything that you do, because I want, again, for people to be able to, con to connect with you because your story is powerful. And I'm sure there's a lot of people, whether they're divorced or not, single or married, that can relate to the disordered eating. And you know, it was so interesting because when you said that, because that was in your bio, it didn't say a disorder eating. So thank you so much for making that clarification. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah, I think that was important. So last words, please tell us, recap how to get in touch with you. And again, it was such a pleasure to have you. Oh, I love being here. And again, you guys are amazing. I love everything you're doing. And I just love connecting with people that are doing similar work because I think it's so important to start changing the conversation and to have more conversations about Since, divorce. Yeah. divorce. I remember feeling very alone and, and a lot of shame around this and oh. guilt. And I think the more that we can talk about this and remove that stigma. Yes. It's so important, important because I think there are people that are afraid to leave marriages because of this stigma. Yeah. Yes. So, you know, that's something that has become such a passion of mine is, you know, also helping these women through divorce, but really changing the conversation around mm -hmm. divorce. Um, I would say like, for me, I think the, the motivation behind my coaching program is to help women not feel alone. And I think someone asked me yesterday, you know, what's, what's your one piece of advice for people going through this? And I, and I said, get support, don't do this alone. Yes. And I, and I think this also comes from a place of like, I wish I had somebody like myself or another divorce coach that yep. I knew that this was available, that this resource was available, that I had the support from someone that has been through it. Through it. Yeah. And I think therapy is amazing and great. And I, but I think there's that added layer with divorce is that getting the support from somebody who needs it. And so uh, uh, the real driver behind starting my coaching program and helping women transition through this in the healthiest, happiest way possible is that they don't feel alone, that they have the support that they see from somebody that has been through it, that there is another side to this, that you can come out of this and have the healthiest, happiest life ever. And you can recre yep. recreate and reclaim a life that's beautiful, Absolutely. that you're happy in, that you're fulfilled in. So, you know, I, I get so excited saying that because it's so possible. And that's why I want to help women get through this and realize that their life is not over. No. There's nothing to feel shame about. Nope. This is very, very normal. You're not alone. You can have support through this. Um, yeah, I just, I, it, you know, when you find the thing that you love doing, it just lights you up. And I just does, yeah. love helping women transition through this because I wish I had something like this when I went through it. And it's interesting. I can look back now as shitty as it all was. Okay. I feel very grateful for my journey and my experience yeah. with my divorce because it has allowed me to get here and be able to help the women oh, that I want to help. Yep. So, mm -hmm. um, and where you can find me on Instagram at jill.galotta. Um, I'm G-U-L-O-T-T-A. Um, yeah, and I'm always open to people to reach out, DM me. I, like truly, I come from a place of like wanting to serve and help from my heart. So it's, 
you know, awesome. I'm open to talk to anybody always. I love talking to people. <laughs> well, well, thank you again for being here. Yes, You're so welcome. Yes. Thank you for having me. And here's the community, you know, and this is where this, where you want to find help, you come to the community, our journey from we to me. You can find us on YouTube, on that YouTube channel, our journey from we to me. Our website, which we are revamping, which we will be launching soon. We might get advertisement about that. Our journey from we to me. And of course, Instagram. Until the next time, everybody be well and stay healthy. Thanks, Bye. everyone. Bye.